Hi there, and welcome to the Making Musical Quantum Leaps podcast, the podcast that takes you on a captivating journey through the heart and soul of music with your host, Coach Rashef, and your co-host, Jamie. In each episode, we'll dive into the artistry, stories, and transformative moments that define the world of music. No equations, just the pure magic of melodies, rhythm, and incredible tales behind your favorite tunes. Join us as we explore the enchanting realm of music without the need for a scientific decoder. Let's make musical quantum leaps together. So you know how much we has when you have a presentation to make. You probably have to sing in church on Sunday or you have to perform at a concert during the week. So you put your life and your soul into your rehearsals and everything went good during rehearsals. Your pitch was accurate. You sang on key. Lines fell in pleasant places actually. And you were feeling so pumped and so excited for your presentation. Like, yes, you were going to go there and give it to them. But you went there and you finished them. In the sense that you picked up your mic you started singing and then you realized that how you rehearsed and how you sounded during rehearsal wasn't how you sound as you're singing. Like, it's nothing compared to how you sounded during rehearsal. And you're wondering, is it because I don't know how to sing? Or is it because I missed something during rehearsals? Or did I not just rehearse properly? Well, those could be factors, but it's majorly because there is a gap between your inner voice and your actual voice. Today, we'll be having a Dean Nereida, who is an intuitive voice coach, confidence coach, mentor and singer on a mission to unlock mental and emotional blocks, helping our clients gain the confidence they need to be seen and heard. As an intuitive voice coach, Aideen's focus is on unlocking individual potential, helping clients find their voice and guiding them towards a confident and harmonious life. Join Aideen and Coach Worship as they discuss vocal challenges and frustrations, how to overcome the gap between your inner voice and your actual voice. Have fun! Hello everybody, I'm here with Aideen. She's a professional vocal coach and also a singer. She's an amazing person. She's really very sweet. I reached her to I reached out to her and there was no delay. She was really anticipating this podcast. And I'm really glad to have you on this podcast. Thank you so much. I'm super excited. Okay, for those who do not know you, I would like to make a formal introduction of you. So tell us about you for those who do Thank not know you. Yeah. Well, I just I am very grateful that you've reached out. Uh, worship, it's a really important message that you share that singing can be so amazing for us, not just as a, um, you know, for performing, but also so good for our mental health and our well-being. So I am an intuitive voice coach. I started teaching singing about eight years ago to adults who wanted mm-hmm. to learn to sing for fun. But my focus has always been about building um, confidence through the process of learning to sing. Um, And I help people to to uncover the mental and emotional blocks to being seen and heard, because a lot of people are reluctant to share their singing because they feel like they should hold themselves back. So that's my passion is to get more people willing and open to share their voice and to have more Courage. Okay, wow, that's that's a lot. When you when you say intuitive vocal coach, what do you what does it mean to be an intuitive 
vocal coach? Yes. Yeah, so um, originally I, I started calling myself a holistic vocal coach because I realized I was dealing with the whole person. But the intuitive part came because I have a deep spiritual practice and I started to feel that I was receiving inspiration for my clients and I would sense when something was holding someone back and I would speak to them about it in a very gentle, sweet way. Um, and somehow they would start to understand and let go of some of their um, inhibitions. So it was really because I felt that I was being guided. You know, I'm not just, you know, giving someone vocal, you know, warm ups and looking at their physical voice and making them sing better. I'm also finding ways to to help them to address their deeper um you know, the deeper need behind wanting to sing, the need to feel, you know, heard or the need to express yourself or to express an emotion. So my intuitive side started to just come up stronger and stronger because I think because I have a deep spiritual practice is probably the main reason. And it seems to help my clients to progress faster. Well, that's that's amazing. So, um. Going into our topic for today, it's it occurred to me because I think it's something I have actually noticed with my singing so much so that okay, there's this sound I perceive inside of me like I'm like okay, let me use um let me use um artist as an example. For example, let's say I feel I, I think I said this when I was reaching out to you. I said it's possible for someone to feel like a Beyonce on their inside, but when they go up to sing, when they come before people. They are not able to express that um, image, that inner voice, that um, strength, that skill level that they have on your inside. In your like, there's this discrepancy between their voice, their inner voice, and that which comes out. Like, there's just this break in in similitude. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So yeah, I do. I do. I understand. There's you, there's two things I think can be happening there. One can be you may not have the skills that you think you have. And that's why a vocal coach can be really useful because we don't always know when we're off pitch. We don't always know if it sounds good. It may sound good in our own mind, in our own head, and we're having fun and we're joining in with songs that we're listening to on the radio. But sometimes there's extra skills and there's more feedback needed for you to know how you're doing, uh, really. But the second thing would be just the fact that someone else is standing there creates so much tension in our bodies and our mind starts to play our fears back to us. So when that happens, even if you sing really great when you're on your own or in certain circumstances, then when you're in a more stressful circumstance when others are listening, all that tension tightens up your larynx and it makes your shoulders rise up and your fists, you might tense your fists and your body might collapse. You might actually feel your belly will feel tight and that makes you feel like you're bending forward a little bit, which is all going to affect your breathing and your vocal folds. And it just is a, it, it just affects so much when we are a bit stressed about um, singing for others. Wow. And this can certainly relate to um, stage fright and anxieties. 
performance anxiety where people they do well in their rehearsals they do well in their practice they do well in front of probably a group of friends but when they get in front of uh, uh, an audience that is not familiar or you're not used to a stage they're not used to people you're not used to seeing sometimes even um sounds that they are not used to hearing this there's this anxiety that just comes on people and just kinds of it just breaks everything about them like you said a lot of things begin to go on with their body beyond their control it's something a lot of people have as a great challenge like how do you deal with students how do you bring your students out of this well, first of all when i work with students and i worked a lot with you know non-professional students and people who just wanted to sing for themselves I would always start with um, creating an environment in a group where you would be singing for strangers but who also like singing and you start to encourage each other. So it's almost like systematic desensitization if you're looking at it from a psychology perspective. And I always create a very safe space for anything that comes out of your mouth. So if it doesn't sound great, it's actually okay um, because you're going to work through that. But if you're actually standing on a stage if you're walking up to a stage or you're about to sing, that's just before you sing is when you need to give yourself a little pep talk, okay? And the yeah. things that I would say to myself, and I'm sure you would say to yourself too, Worship, if you were singing, would be, it's okay, I've practiced it, I know this. Yeah. And then you might check into your breathing and you might take a slower breath. So you're breathing in yeah. for the count of four, and maybe hold for four and then out for four and hold for four. So you're basically trying to bring your nervous system back into balance. Um, I would often ask people when they stand up at the microphone to do a kind of a sigh, like an internal thing. You're not going to go ah, like in front of everyone. You're not going to make it very obvious. But if you take that slow in breath, and you release that out breath, it actually releases your diaphragm. And your diaphragm is that muscle in your belly that's really important for controlling your air. But if the diaphragm is overly tense, you can't even take a proper breath in. So here's a little thing we can all do together. Try this at home. Pull your tummy in really tightly as if you're doing it like a tummy crunch or like a sit up, right? You pull the tummy in. Now try to breathe in. You can't breathe in very much, right? And so relax yeah. the belly. And now breathe into your lower belly. Let the breath drop into your belly. And you'll feel a lot more air coming in. So one of the things that is really important, if you find you suffer from stress or you know a performance anxiety is try to check in with your breath is your diaphragm overly tight is your belly too tight to allow air in because if it is you're going to have a lot of problems singing because we need really good control of air to sing really well wow that's amazing now when you speak of you, when you speak of diaphragm, you're speaking of breathing, you're speaking of all this boils down to being mindful when you sing. It's a very important thing to be mindful when you sing. So, yes, a very big question. How do we practice mindfulness when we sing? Like, how do I we, love that question. You can, you can be distracted thinking of, oh, my diaphragm, oh, my lungs, my breathing, oh, yeah. my... <laughs> 
Yes, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. This is a great question. Yeah. And I often say to people, even in lessons, I tell them, don't try to remember anything I've just said. Because you can't sing and think about all the things. You have to, it can't, it, it's impossible. The key to being mindful as you sing is to remember that a song is a form of communication. And the purpose of that song is to reach the listener, not for you to sound good, not for them to applause and think you're amazing as a singer. The main reason you're singing is to give them that message. So the song and the meaning of the song is what really matters when you're singing. If you can put your own self aside and imagine that someone in the audience needs to hear what you're saying. Someone in the audience has, will connect with what you're singing about. Not how you sing, but what you're singing about. And you can put yourself aside and say, right, I'm singing this song for anyone who feels this way. Like the song that came into my mind was Phantom of the Opera. Think of me, think of me fondly when we say goodbye everybody has heartache around saying goodbye. So when you stand up there and you say, I'm singing this for anyone who's grieving, anyone who's has to say goodbye. And a really good singer is able to feel the emotions of that, but also not let those emotions overwhelm them. And that's yeah. where the work you do with your vocal coach is so important. And the work that I do to look at what are the triggers in that song what are you healing as a singer within yourself in order to be able to sing that song? And then when you found your peace with it, then when you sing it for others, you're giving them um, a song of hope that even though you're asking for someone to think of you and that when you have to say goodbye, that you're still hopeful that they will think of you and that you're able to cope with whatever the song yeah. is about. Yeah. Well. That's amazing. All right, so um, that's amazing because a lot of students, Viviana, like there's so many things to, to think about when you're singing. Because of course, when you're teaching them, okay, you have to be mindful of this. You have to lift up your palate. You have to sing from your diaphragm. You have to sing with more support. You have to be this when you're about to um, go through your vocal breaks. You have to. to they're like, how do I think of all this stuff? Okay, recently I just concluded a 30 day podcast teaching them for prediction for singing because in Africa we have, it's not like um, the United States where you have just few languages and few accents. In Nigeria, I think we have up to 150 tribes and every tribe has their accent and their accent has a kind of impact on your singing, on your diction. So, of course, that's a very important topic. You spoke about you spoke about balancing how that there are two things that could be the problem with what I mentioned earlier. Yes. Instead, one can be because of the current um, vocal level of that person, the vocal the vocal level of that person. Yes. So the next question is how do we balance our vocal goals and expectations with our vocal reality and the current limitations we actually feel? You get that. Yes, I do. I mean, look, I 
I feel like the song that you pick has to resonate with you. Um, so what a lot of people do initially is they bring a song that they want to sing, but they're not really ready for. So you need to pick the right songs when you're less experienced. Um, songs that have um, fewer high notes and low notes um, are usually easier. Songs that have a similar melody throughout the whole song. So you're not having to learn lots of different parts. Um, um, sometimes we need to be careful to choose songs that are sung by someone with a similar voice to us. So I would have like sometimes a child will come in and they'll sing a song by an adult and their voice can't go as low as the adult. So they can't actually produce those sounds. That's not within their their limitations. And we have to understand our limitations before we start um, practicing a song. Some some songs just aren't aren't suitable for us, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I I did jazz music for quite a long time, so we would transpose songs. So if um, a song was in a key or um, at a level that didn't fit for your voice, you could put make it higher or lower. But some songs are very high and very low. Like I'm from Ireland. There is a song in Ireland, Danny Boy. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. And that song goes really high and really low. And if you start off on the wrong note, you are not going to be able to finish the song. Okay, and so we need to know our songs a little better. We need to know our voices a little better. And that's why I think getting some coaching can be really helpful. But if you can't get coaching, record yourself. It's horrible to listen back sometimes to recordings, but you will learn so much about your voice. You will know immediately, ah, I can't sing that note. That's not coming to me. Um, And with the right coaching, it's usually possible to really expand your range and your uh, vocal agility, your ability to move from one note to the other. You'll get better at pitch. You'll go, I mean, singers actually who are really excellent are usually singing their whole lives. It could be 20 years of practice that they've been doing and they're only 25 years old. So if you're new to singing, if you haven't done a lot of singing, try to be patient with yourself, pick easier songs, and pick songs that are sung by singers similar to you so that you can, um, you know, have a better chance of it going well for you. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, there's a topic I want to talk about. It's a, it's a topic I coined. <laughs> I've not really seen it anywhere. It's called, I called it musical trauma. And the, the theory behind it is um, when singers this blockage due to a lot of mistakes they made in the past probably singing and probably went off the key or went off the beat or forgot your lyrics and it somehow becomes like a mountain in their mind and i think that also affects their subsequent performances so they think because they've made that kind of mistake they cannot move they cannot go beyond that mistake so somebody who is um, who went off on stage suddenly believes she can it is possible to always i know it's possible but there's a point i believe people can get to where it's not one of the possibilities you think of i don't when i go to sing i don't think of i might go off off the key i don't think of that anymore because so but 
there are people because of past musical traumas, experiences they had, and of course negative criticism from people. Oh, you did terribly. How could you have gone off the key? How could you have done this? How could you have done that? All those negative and bad vibes that people keep giving. So how do people get past their musical traumas, get past negative criticism and just move on with your musical adventure? Absolutely. And I think it is an adventure and a journey because yeah. we, our voices are very unique. And sometimes the reason you go a little off pitch could be, you know, there's different reasons for that. Sometimes it could be because you don't know the song well enough. Sometimes it could be you got distracted. I, I did a gig in a hotel and someone dropped a glass and I listened back to the recording and that's when I went off pitch. Okay. And I'm a goodish singer, you know, but even, even a good singer can go off pitch from time to time. So it's good to know sometimes what it is that causes it. And sometimes if it's a lack of practice, it's just a matter of get back on the horse again, you know, don't give up. Um, and you know, we need to keep going forward. I mean, you only really fail when you stop trying. But I, I mean, I love psychology. So I use a few strategies that are based on kind of helping your mind to accept what's happened and to forgive yourself. So I really believe that the process of learning to sing is a process of learning self-love and self-forgiveness. Yeah, um, yeah I, I actually wanted you to talk about that because when we yeah. were speaking earlier, you said something about um, singing being, um, for you, singing is self-love, self-acceptance. Yes. I really wanted to speak on that. So yeah, please go on. You know, I was lucky to study jazz performance, uh, vocal performance. And, you know, in jazz, they do improvisation. And when you um, actually are in a jazz college or whatever, it's normal for people to get it wrong while they're learning to get it right. And there was a huge kind of there was a huge kind of knowledge that that was an okay journey to go on that it didn't have to sound perfect in other types of singing like classical singing it may not be that um open for you to make a big mistake and um, because you know there's a higher standard expected but i really believe singing is for everyone that singing is a mental health strategy it helps us but we have to be able to accept where we are on the journey and none of us is perfect i have done things in my life i've had problems where i've fallen out with really good friends and i don't speak to them anymore because i didn't handle something well now if i kept that in my mind and berated myself and was hard on myself forever about those things, I can't move forward. And it's the same with your singing. If you can't go, uh oh, I made a mistake. Oh, well, oopsie daisy, almost. Um, that wasn't great, but I'm going to get back into it again. So here's the phrase that I like to use. And this is based on a strategy called emotional freedom technique or tapping. And you can find great tapping uh, solutions on YouTube. Um, there's a guy called Brad Yates, if you, anyone is interested in looking him up. So what you do is, I like to do very simply, right? Um, I'm just going to tell you what the phrase is first, but the tapping also includes tapping areas of your on your hands or on your face. And that helps you to disengage your nervous system 
so your nervous system can relax again. Because the thought about, oh my God, I've made this mistake is affecting your physical body. So this form of tapping, I'll tell you what you say to yourself first, and then we'll add in the tapping, which is basically touching your fingers together or your fingers to your face. Here's the phrase, even though I messed up that song on stage, I'm open to the possibility that I can forgive myself and move past this. So I'm just making it up. So the, the, the phrase is, even though I've had vocal trauma, I've had musical trauma because of mistakes I made um, when performing, I am choosing now to accept that that happened and to know that it is possible for me to improve so that I can keep working on singing. And here's another one. Even though I make mistakes when I sing, I'm open to the possibility that the fact that I love singing so much is a good enough reason to keep going. So those kinds of phrases are helpful to bring you back into a mental balance. And then to add in the, the your nervous system, you can do um, tapping on your face or hands. So what you do is, if anybody is listening, try this. You tap your thumb and index finger together. So you touch them together. Then you touch your middle finger to your thumb. Then you touch your ring finger to your thumb. Then you touch your little finger to your thumb. And then you start again. Index finger, middle finger, ring finger. Anyone who plays guitar will find this really easy <laughs> because they're used to using their fingers like that. So if you try it, keep going. You keep touching each finger and then you say, even though I'm not a perfect singer, I choose to love and accept myself. Even though I sometimes make mistakes when I sing, make mistakes when I sing. I appreciate the efforts that I'm making. I appreciate the efforts that I'm making. Even though I have made some big mistakes on stage, I'm choosing to let that go right now because I want to move forward. Wow. Okay, so it's the combination of saying a phrase that's opening you up to letting go of what happened. And then you're getting your nervous system involved with the tapping. So um, that's a strategy that I use. And I hope it helps some of you who are listening. Thank you so much, Aideen. Our time is fast spent. I could talk all day, but our time is fast spent. <laughs> okay, so just um, to wrap everything up, talk about... Just say something to someone that is going through this phase because I believe it's a phase in their musical journey. This phase of self-acceptance, this phase of, okay, going past their musical trauma, this phase of connecting, trying to um, use music as a tool of expression of your emotions, of who you truly are on your inside because that's what music is for me. Most of the yeah. songs I write are actually, are actually a reflection of the person inside. Just not just 
who I am outside but that very person inside of me so just you're closing up you're closing up the podcast so just say something thank you your I, for me singing is when I feel like it's my real deepest self that's coming through and that's why it mattered so much to me that's why I would be emotional when I saw someone sing that's why I really felt um grief when I wasn't singing but each of us needs to understand that no one has gone through the life that you are going through in the way that you are going through it at this time you are completely unique your experiences and the wisdom that you're gaining from your experiences is unique and when you express yourself through a song from your heart you are going to reach other people's hearts in a way that you cannot actually understand your voice cannot be replaced and your voice is precious and valuable and it's worth investing in it's a worth investing your time it's worth investing you know in you know vocal coaching because when you can bring that voice forward not only are you going to feel expansive and loving and hopeful but you're going to be able to share something of you with someone who needs to know that they are not alone on their journey wow that's that's amazing that's Ooh, thank you so much, Aiden. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for making it to the Making Musical Quantum Lips podcast. It was indeed a quantum lip and a quantum shift in our minds and in our confidence. Thank you so much. We love you so much from Nigeria. We love you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much, Worship, and uh, sending much love to everyone there in Nigeria. Where in Nigeria are you, by the way? in Kogi state it's close to Abuja you've been to Nigeria before no but my mother-in-law and uh, my 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 husband's father lived in Nigeria um and um my husband's father Howard Wolpe was involved in um bringing um you know doing peace process works with the um the with Nigeria and he even wrote a book about the politics of Nigeria so he is a uh, yeah so there's a connection there so Kogi uh-huh. yeah. state yeah thank you for telling me that and thank you so much for this You're beautiful welcome. connection thank you so much you welcome bye And there you have it. That was Aiden telling us how to bridge the gap between our inner voice and our actual voice. Thank you so much, Aiden. That was wholesome, insightful, educative, and impactful. And thank you to Coach Rush for being such a lively host. You are amazing and I really do appreciate you. If you want to reach out to Aiden, you can check her out on Instagram at Resonate with Aiden. Do not forget to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Also, make sure you follow us on Spotify or on whatever listening platform it is that you use 
used also do not forget to like each episode as you go feel free to leave a comment below or you could send us a review to our direct message on whatsapp our whatsapp number is in the description box below i remain your co-host jamie and i'll be signing off right here